Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. I'm Dr. Eisenberg. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Big Mix. Good morning, Olympics fans all over the world. That's right, that's right. That is what is going on in the world this week, this weekend. The Olympics have started in London and, uh, yeah, no, we've kind of been watching. I'm excited. I mean, you got the Olympic fever, Johnny? Uh, what are the symptoms? Being irrationally excited about stuff you wouldn't normally bother watching. Uh, primarily. I do have that, but not about the Olympics. Okay. Well, you get uh, that a lot. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited about a lot of really stupid shit, but none of it involving, you know, soccer. Okay, well, for it to be Olympic fever, you have to have those speci- those those uh, symptoms specifically about Olympic-related events. My opinion on pole vaulting is exactly what it was a week ago. Uh, okay, well, see, there you go. Yeah. It's fun, though. I, I like seeing all the, you know, the ambitious young people coming from all over the place. Going to, it's exciting this year because it's fucking England, oh, and yeah. this is kind of the first London Olympics really since, like, the major shifts of the post-colonial era. Mm. So you got all these these tiny, like, fledgling nations that are like, oh, hey, empire, that isn't one anymore, you know, and, and not only do you have all the, the, like, ancient, or the old British imperial states that are independent now. Now, this year we have a whole bunch of uh, countries that are from the former USSR, so it's it's exciting. It's a lot of, you know, in front of the queen, and she's there looking... The queen looked pissed. I don't know why. Maybe she just didn't like the chair they gave her. Maybe she was truly offended by seeing a lot of foreigners around. We treat the queen like she's a nice old lady, but, you know, she comes from a a long line of... uh, Colonizers. <laughs> I think the Queen might just be a little overwhelmed because there's way more shit going on in one year than she's used to. Oh, I, she true. She just had, had the Jubilee. The Jubilee, yes. The, like, normally, yeah, she's probably pissed because it didn't rain for this thing. You know? I, normally the Queen has to do like one thing. She has to like make a speech at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And and so far this year, okay, her grandson gets married, then she has a Jubilee, then she has the Olympics. It's like the old lady is tired. Yeah, and she had to uh, film a sketch with James Bond. She did, <laughs> she did have to film a sketch yeah. with her fucking corgis. And, and uh, Daniel and, Craig and yes, James Bond. Yes. And then uh, someone dressed like her jumped out of a helicopter. It's been... There and was, Matt Lauer thought it was her. Fuck Matt Lauer. Matt yeah. Lauer thought it was really the queen until it was explained to him by somebody without a microphone. The opening ceremonies You, you were... can actually pinpoint the moment where he where somebody tells him that it's not really the queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, somebody had to know she was backstage <coughs> waiting to walk out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, the queen did not parachute out of a helicopter. Well, no, and the sketch is ludicrous because the queen should never have... James Bond as her personal bodyguard, he gets into too much trouble. Yeah. Okay. You don't. You want some faceless, just respectable career man. Yeah. Escorting the queen, who is not going to get into hijinks. It's the same reason you don't take diplomats on the Starship Enterprise, because Kirk is always the guy that gets into shenanigans, just like James Bond. Okay. You, you take them on any other spaceship, or, oh, yeah. you know, with any other double O, you're probably fine. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's, uh, a diplomat came and went from Deep Space Nine all the time without trouble. Like, unless they were involved directly in a war, 
You know, yeah. It was usually no problem. If a diplomat was just showing up to be friendly, he probably had a good time at Quark's. You know what happens when 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 008 escorts the queen? She gets there Nothing. safely in a timely manner with absolutely no interruption. When she gets escorted by 007, mm-hmm. they get attacked and they have to run with their corgis and jump out of helicopters. I mean, those corgis, I mean, they didn't look like they were in any kind of shape to run. These are these are pampered royal they're, pets. They're they're yeah, by their very nature, not good runners. Yeah, no. I mean, they got the stubby little legs and the little sausage body. You know, I mean, that's a corgi. I want to I want to go back to the opening ceremonies, but before I do, there was there there was a a, a beautiful moment uh, back during the jubilee. Okay. Um, I was watching some of the CNN coverage, and there no, was that's some. A, that's just you. Yeah. Basically, just it was on in like the middle of the night. I just mean it wasn't me. <laughs> well, no, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was live, and uh, it was on in the middle of the night. And uh, one of the CNN correspondents was sitting there with a couple of British correspondents and was trying to be real positive and upbeat, start a good, positive Queen conversation. And she said, she said, "Do you guys think you know?" And this was pure. Royal cocksucking when she said this. It was embarrassing for everyone. She said, Do you think Queen Elizabeth II may go down as as possibly the greatest English ruler of the modern era? And both of the British commentators just went deadpan, looked at her and said, No. She, she hasn't done anything. She's... I mean, you've got, you've got these conquerors and, and nation builders and, and all these great, you know, pioneers and... She's just sat there for 60 years. No, she's not the greatest. This, at the, at the celebration of her 60-year rule, and they're specifically like, no, she's not the greatest. She's boring as shit. And what, are they, what did this correspondent even mean by ruler? Did she just mean, you know, monarch, or did she mean person in charge? Because Churchill is on that list. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's talking about specifically kings and queens. Well, of, she's... Of the English line. Yeah, she's not even the most interesting, regardless of, you know, best at her job. I mean, there was the guy who abdicated you know, he wasn't good at his job, he quit. But that's really interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, prior to that, you know, you've got, well, people that Shakespeare wrote plays about. Well, that's not really modern era, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, I'm not even sure she said modern era. She might have said just total. So, the other Elizabeth is just bumped off the list because someone else sat still for a long time? Yeah, yeah. It when was, she gets the fucking attendance award at the end of the school year? It was fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, no. This myth that Queen Elizabeth II is amazing, is she's not, but she's been around for twice my lifespan. So she is hilarious, you know. I like Corgis. <laughs> you know? I you do mean, like Corgis. I love them. I mean, like, I, I'm not a dog person, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I generally, I don't know why it is. I like dachshunds. I like corgis. Maybe they're, maybe I just like phallic dogs. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I like corgis. They're just, like, the little legs, you know? And, like, if this was the Corgi Olympics, I'd be watching every second. All right. We just, two weeks ago, did the topic about tiny dogs. Okay. Corgis are so, medium dogs. It's, it's a pretty small dog. <laughs> And there's the so look. So I don't think we need to go back to the tiny dogs in any great detail. Well, I did. We didn't talk about putting the tiny dogs in some kind of athletic competition. 
And no. that's what I'm talking about. A strictly Corgi Olympics, okay? Corgis jumping over tiny hurdles. Think about it. I mean, corgis and like, little swimming races and synchronized Corgi swimming. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe we should talk about this week's topic. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We We've been on the Olympics roll. too I mean, long. You know, on, the, on Breakfast with the Beak, we roll topics. We do. We take and topics suggested by you, the folks at home. Yeah, yeah. You guys send us a thing. Send them to topicsofthebeak.org. Uh, suggest them on uh, facebook.com slash breakfastwiththebeak. Uh, Tumblr and Twitter. Tumblr.com. Google Plus uh, and all that shit. At yeah. The Beak on Tumblr or yeah. at Doc Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah, we're around. You guys know that. Yeah, you can find us. We're not yeah. hard to find. It's, it's, no, not at all. But, you know, we talk about that. We should see what this week's topic is. We absolutely should. And, uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to roll a topic. Just okay, roll the topic. So, so, so fucking, they, they turn the entire, like, arena into this, like, fucking Shire thing, right? You saw the sheep, okay? Yes, I saw the sheep. Okay, I there I were some chickens. There were fucking sheep and chickens everywhere. And it, it walk in, we've been hearing so much about these opening ceremonies. Yes, we and have. No like, idea what the fuck was going to happen. I thought the thing about the Mary Poppinses fighting Voldemort was a joke, okay? I thought that was a joke that somebody started. And then it turned out to be real, and I felt like my life had meaning for a minute, you know? Like, like, like you remember four years ago, the whole Beijing thing with, like, the drums and the lights and the just thousands and thousands yeah, of people it doing was, the it, perfect coordination. It was just step. fucking, we will bury you, the Broadway show. Right, yeah. right, right. And then, and then this this was kept very secretly for like a month ahead, and everyone's like, "There's going to be a lot of sheep. What does that mean? So we're gonna have, it's gonna have real grass and pasture. What? Yeah, so it, it was just gonna be like the sheep are just gonna roam around. We're gonna look at them for a while. We're gonna have maybe some ponies or something, and 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 then like after we've taken it in, we'll like we'll know how boring it is in the English countryside. Yeah, yeah, like no idea what the fuck was gonna happen. Not at all. Like it's gonna be real sod. What? So they build this. Like, I can get sod. I can go to the hardware store right now. Hardware store in New York fucking city. I can buy sod. They don't care where you put it. They'll just sell it to you. They built a big fucking shire. Okay, right in the middle of the proceedings, mm-hmm. and it, it opens up, and there are just just some some peasants. Yeah. Kind of wandering around with the sheep and the chickens. It was a stadium full of fake nature and peasants. And if then, you're thinking Hunger Games, you're correct. And then out comes Kenneth Branagh, and he reads some Shakespeare. Yes. I, so, okay. You he, know. Reads, he very over-the-toply reads some Shakespeare. Why do we keep trusting Kenneth Branagh with Shakespeare? I, I don't have an answer for that. I don't either. I don't trust Kenneth Branagh. Had you asked me... And by the way, the guy who set this all up was the uh, the guy who directed Train Spotting. Yeah, it was Danny Boyle, director of Train Spotting. Twenty eight days later, uh, Slumdog Millionaire, and one hundred and twenty seven hours. Okay, these are by and large brutal fucking movies. I mean, yes, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire was about a game show, but he got tortured. I mean, so if Danny Boyle had come to me, yes, and said, "Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we get Kenneth Branagh to read Shakespeare," I would have. Immediately stopped and said, What? Are you, like, not on speaking terms with Patrick fucking Stewart? Yeah. The greatest Shakespearean actor of our generation? And if not Patrick Stewart, then where is he in McKellen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely where is he in fucking McKellen. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I know you know Ewan McGregor, okay? I, I know you're a personal friend of his. You've done several movies with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that alone makes no sense. Yeah. All right. But so, and, and to give you some context, if you guys, like us, watch this on regular TV in the United States... Yes. 
where we continued the Grand Olympic tradition of pretending it's live to squeeze it into prime time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just sell more ads that way. Yeah. It actually was supposed to start like 4 o'clock Eastern U.S. time, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was plagued by not... And, and Jay from JV Mail, he told me, uh, apparently in the U.K. this was all hosted by some, some beautiful young British newscaster in her 20s or something. Oh, of course it was. Of course, of course. Apparently she's really... I have no idea who she is. Apparently she's cute. Yeah, he does not so cute that he learned her name or told anyone, but, you know. Uh, well, he knows. Okay. I didn't learn. Well, yeah. yeah, neither did I. Yeah, I don't pay attention to these uh, things. Yeah. Because we got Matt Lauer, Meredith Vieira, Bob Costas, and Ryan Seacrest. Ryan fucking Seacrest. For fuck's sake. Taunting the U.S. gymnastics, the girls' gymnastics team, with uh, stories about how he knows Justin Bieber. And don't they love Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber sent them a care package. And once your coach has inspected it and thrown away the cookies... It was really creepy, okay? And uh, actually, there's a lot of buzz around the women's gymnastics team this year. They call them the Fab Five. Okay. I'm personally very excited about Jordan Weber. But 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 Ryan Seacrest is there interviewing. He's like, I follow you on Twitter, and that's just a little creepy. They're yeah. like seventeen year old. Ryan girls. Seacrest, you are a grown ass man, like legally and physically. Yeah, so. like I, I mean, I don't know. It's a little weird when Ryan Seacrest probably tells any teenager. In the eyes of God and the law, Ryan Seacrest is a grown ass man, and he yeah. should not be following these girls. I yeah. mean, I guess you know they're public figures, and he needs to keep up with this shit. You think Ryan Seacrest reads his own Twitter? Hell no. Why would he even bring that detail up? He can't. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Ryan Seacrest has his people tell him what's on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, in very... In blurbs shorter than 140 characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know, anytime I see Ryan Seacrest, I just wish it was Joel McHale, so... Uh, yeah, actually. That's, yeah. that's just me. But but anyway, so we get... Now, now Bob Costas... I give a little bit of leeway these days. Magnificent head of hair on that man. Well, the thing about Bob Costas is, is like six months ago, six months before the trial, he got that confession out of Jerry Sandusky with like no prompting. Yeah, it was just, hey, I'm going to spill this because I'm an idiot and also I don't realize this is probably bad. So suddenly I understand the magic of Bob Costas being one of the most boring men on the planet. Yeah. Apparently it's a superpower. He's so boring that the people he talks to just feel the need to fill in the gaps with embarrassing personal information. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So I no longer hate Bob Costas. If Bob Costas was here interviewing me right now, I would give up my social security number just to put something out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to know what's going to come out of your mouth around Bob Costas. I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 so, so, we get fucking, yeah, Matt Lauer and Meredith Vieira from the fucking Today Show. And are, are Matt Lauer and Meredith Vieira the dumbest people on the planet? They are so boring. No, not boring. I mean, stupid. Like, maybe there's really (laughs) nothing up there, you know? Like, this... This broadcast seemed to confirm that they either are the two dumbest people on the planet, or they are deliberately pick, or portraying themselves as the dumbest people on the planet for some kind of broadcasting angle. And Meredith Beer doesn't even work there anymore. She left the Today Show like a year ago. Okay? Yeah. She's she, like an ex-girlfriend that, like, Matt Lauer gets a new girlfriend and moves on, and his old ex just keeps coming around. Yeah, is she Like, a showing up at the bar. Is she a freelancer for NBC now? She shows up at, like, the parties he's at, at restaurants, stops by with, like, cookies. And she's not quite being creepy enough for him to actually get mad, 
But it is weird. It's like you show up at work and it's like, oh, you're here again, but you quit. Yeah, I'll buy and host this with you. She's like the fucking college freshman who hangs out at his old high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Who like She's like the 30-year-old guy who shows up to fucking high school basketball games. I don't get why Meredith Vieira was there. So, we're in this fucking pasture... And then... With the sheep and the peasants. Right, right, right. And then, and then... Now, this was actually kind of cool, right? It turns into Mordor. It does. These these giant smokestacks come up. It's, yeah. It symbolizes the British and the Industrial Revolution basically raping the land for profit. Yeah, and then and the peasants roll up the sod and a bunch of peasants get barfed out of a tree. Oh, yeah, covered in soot. Yeah. And, and they're... Yeah, they're in the smokestacks and they're choking the fucking stadium with sulfur... And uh, it, that was pretty sweet, I gotta say. Yeah, the problem was everything was so big mm-hmm. that everything took a long time. It did. It like, did. we have to roll up the sod, all of it. Okay, that's gonna take like 20 minutes because there's so much of it and we're doing it live and this set's gonna take fucking forever to strike, but it's part of the show. You ever watch the Super Bowl halftime show? They yeah. get that stage built and torn down in 90 seconds flat. Yeah, because it's all on wheels. They, they roll it out, they pull it back. Yeah. yeah. Here it comes. Prince is going to sing, then we get rid of it again. Yeah. Boom. Somewhere in there, we hit CeeLo Green, he did his thing, boom, done. Like magic. Yeah, it's like Madonna and CeeLo dressed like a judge with sequins, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah no. This was, this took for fucking ever. Yeah. And then, and, 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 and... And everyone walks slow, too, like all the extras or, or actors or dancers or whatever they were... They they all had this very slow mannered way of walking. It's like when they were rehearsing, the whole thing came in a half hour too short, and they were just like, "Okay, everyone walks slow the whole time." Right, right. Is is like the guy in Birdemic? Exactly just, like Birdemic, where mm-hmm. it's like you can tell watching that movie that the actor got one piece of direction to walk a little slower, yeah. and so he does this weird, like crippled, like march. Bump, bump. Yeah, like you would never do in a, an action horror movie. Or in real life. Yeah. Unless something was grievously wrong with your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I, there's no reason to do that. So, the point is, they scour the Shire. They scour the Shire. It's all brutal. And then... They pour in fake molten metal that forges a giant ring in the heart of Mordor, which, which I thought was going to be a Lord of the Rings reference, and it was an Olympic ring reference. Well, it was a little bit of a Lord of the Rings reference, but then they turned it into, you know, they flew in the other Olympic rings. So I feel yeah. like it was doing double duty there, which was kind of cool. No, I liked that. I liked that. And then James Bond happens, and yeah, the queen and, comes out. And the fake queen parachutes in. Right. Probably a man in a in, in a Chanel suit. And then... And then... There's, there's, we go into children's nightmares, but before we get to the children's nightmares, there's this little choir, this choir of these beautiful little ginger children who are disabled and deaf and stuff. It's called the Chaos Choir. I don't think they were actually deaf. No, they are. It's the cha- I looked it up. It's the Chaos Signing Choir. It's, it's an integrated choir of, of deaf children and non-deaf children. How were they... Were the deaf children singing? Yes, they were singing and signing. It's a thing. I don't know why it's called the Chaos Choir. I'm wondering because, how they hit the notes. I mean, is it just like a, is it just like a conditioning thing? Like you beat them or something? I mean, well, I don't know the details, but apparently you can order their songs on the internet. All right, like there's an album and stuff. Okay, yeah, no, there's uh, it's but yeah. So and I, I, 
I've been all over their website. I don't know why they're called the Chaos Choir. Yeah. But they're these beautiful little disabled children, and they're singing to the Queen. They're singing God Save the Queen to the Queen, which is who you sing it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. So, and, uh, and she looked pissed. She did. She looked pissed off at everything. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I still think maybe she was just upset about having to rub elbows with foreigners. I mean, she is very old. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm not saying I approve of it. I don't like that. It's just possibly what happened. By the way, what the fuck happened to your whole urgency about rolling a topic I was about to, and then you were all like, hey, what about those opening ceremonies? You're right, you're right. We should roll the topic. We should, we should. except... We should. Um, let's let's well, find we out we don't what... Want to leave. We, should, we should wrap this bit up. We don't want to just cut it off in the middle. Well, well uh, all right, go straight to Voldemort then. Okay, yeah, because the next part, it's all about, you know, British literature and British children's literature and, you know, a whole bunch of little children in beds while nurses tend to them and shit. And then the great villains of British children's literature appear as giant puppets and there's a hundred foot tall Voldemort. There is. And then a bunch of Mary Poppinses parachute in on wires... And, right. uh, well, because her umbrella in on wires. Because Mary Poppins is a Time Lord, and her TARDIS is the umbrella. If, well, obviously. And, except there were like 50 of her. And see, I always thought the umbrella was more of her sonic screwdriver, but... Well, whatever. Um, well, I mean, she's, maybe she comes out of that little that handbag. Because the handbag is definitely like a, a Bugs Bunny, like... Yeah, you know, the handbag is definitely bigger on the inside. Hole if kind of if thing. anything, the handbag is the TARDIS. Or the handbag is the TARDIS. Well, and the, all right, the, that works. The point is, she went back in time 40 times, mm-hmm. and all 40 of them converged to battle Voldemort, as if to say to the nannies tending the children, right. Fuck you, mortal nannies. This is a job for the Poppins. Right, right. Just like just like Bender me- messes around with time to get like forty of himself to steal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary Poppins is doing a trick to like battle Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, and show up the nurses that were dancing. Yeah, because it's like fuck you, regular nannies. You can't handle this. You need the best nannies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. Well, anyway, but it was this whole thing where there were these weird little like children's nightmare ninjas crawling around the stage, and the Poppinses banished them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so that, yeah. There was this weird. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Other than yeah, there's weird like. I think the dancing. best way to describe it is not wholly successful. No, I don't. I don't know because it was. See, the, it was a four part thing. Yeah, right. And this is about sort of the post war era in which, uh, like, the war and post war era in which you know. Britain accomplished a lot of, you know, cool books and set up the NHS and stuff, but where are they on the world stage? Right, right. I feel like I feel like this is a four-part piece and, you know, the first part is like, you know, a provincial, you know, early simple grace kind of Beautiful, thing. Beautiful pastoral Everyone's covered in shit, but the, the earth is green. Right, right. And then you get industrialism and, and war and, and progress with darkness. Okay, and then in the third act, you kind of regress to this infantilism. Okay, that's, that's, that's you know, about education and medicine and stuff, but, you know, there's just a lot of childlike stuff and, you know, yeah. spooks and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, the fourth act, right? Is so, all the, you know, the rise of the modern age, Britain's, you know, fucking dominance of popular culture and stuff. Right, and now, 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 if you saw it, it, it had you know a lot of like pop music and you know British like new wave bands and stuff, as and there's well teenagers as... dancing and a lot of symbolism with um, you know like uh, iPhones and Twitter and all that shit. And the whole thing was you know sort of a tribute to uh, Timothy Berners Lee, who is the uh, the father of the World Wide Web, and by by happy coincidence is British. 
Now, I feel like the the fourth part really kind of symbolized, you know, taking the the kind of grace and community and and mixing it with technology and finally coming to sort of a new balance in the 21st century. Yeah, a graceful synthesis of the two halves of of what once was Britain. Because there's all this stuff about about all the young people kind of becoming connected with their technology and, like, bonding with their friends, like, hey, you know, sending them instant messages and recording all their things, and it's it's sort of a new community Mm -hmm. like... In the provincial days, but it's technological, it's advanced. And here's why Matt Lauer is the dumbest man on the planet. Yeah. Because Matt Lauer, <laughs> watching the third part, which had an emphasis on, you know, the imaginations and as well as, you know, the fears and the nightmares of children. Right. Somehow got it into his head that the entire rest of the performance would be about fear and about nightmares. Which is a fucked up thing for, you know, a celebration of global brotherhood. Yeah. But... He was wrong, but the point is, after seeing the uh, the children, you know, haunted by monsters and Voldemort, then he saw, you know, this part where it's uh, kids partying and dancing and falling in love and going to their house, and he says, now this part is clearly meant to symbolize an adult's worst nightmare. Yeah. It, 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 he's like... Matt Lauer, you're a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh-oh... Here come the kids with their smartphones. Oh no, now they're texting. Oh no, now there's black people moving in. Uh oh, unsupervised minors. Yeah, it's like Matt Lauer is seeing this 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 scene of youthful spirit and integration, and it's just terrifying him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, later, much later, after the Parade of Nations, he also thought he was also shocked. That a band called the Arctic Monkeys could do a good Beatles cover. Oh, I missed that part. Like, it was just like, oh my god, really? The Arctic Monkeys? Well, that's such a silly name. How could they be good at anything? For fuck's sake. It's like they're a straightforward rock and roll band. They are among the most qualified to do a Beatles cover because they are just a straightforward rock and roll band. Yeah, they're talented. Yeah. They're a good band. They sound good. Yeah. And uh, Matt Lauer didn't graft that either. And uh, Why is Matt Lauer still being pulled to host anything? And also, when they mentioned, you know, Tim Berners-Lee, father of the modern, you know, internet and uh-huh. World Wide Web, Matt Lauer and Meredith Vieira's uh, commentary was, well, if you have no idea who that is, don't worry, neither do we. For fuck's sake! This, did no one give them notes? I'm sure somebody did give them notes, and they thought this would be a good joke because they learned this fact when the notes were given to them. Look, Ryan Seacrest is kind of a, 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 a snarky fucker who's really into networking. Look, Ryan Seacrest... But he's so much more qualified than these assholes, okay? R- Ryan Seacrest is just fucking bedhead in a cheap suit, okay? He is, and he so, is. But he doesn't least, need to have a brain in there. No, but at least he knows what Twitter is, okay? Matt Lauer is like the new fucking uh, uh, Andy Rooney. Okay. Almost. I mean, he's yeah. gonna in ten years. He's gonna have a segment. Does it bother you when these kids are in the? Brr, 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 brr. Not yeah, to speak like, ill of the dead, but no, speak ill of the dead. I'm sure if you explained to Andy Rooney that you were reading a uh, War and Peace on a Kindle, uh-huh. he would think that was like somehow cheating. Like it becomes an easy book if it's on a Kindle, right? Like it yeah. shoots it directly into your brain or something. You're yeah, like really you're not really reading War and Peace. Like th- I don't have a problem with grumpy old men yeah. complaining about stuff, but you didn't let Andy Rooney host major international events. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> you kept him in his closet. Yeah. You kept him in that little hoarder office and then opened the door once a week and brought the camera in there. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you kept him in his box to get grumpy for five minutes. That was his pl- That's yeah. where Matt Lauer needs to go. Yeah. 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 Because Matt Lauer does not get a lot of things. And then came the Parade of Nations. No, I actually really like the Parade of Nations. No, I mean, it's nice seeing, you know... All of these people from all over the world, you know, coming together and looking happy it's and all that. It's kind of fun. You learn a lot about just how many fucking countries exist. Yeah, and, you know, which ones send people to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, damn thing takes two hours. And that was considered a remarkably fast parade of nations. It was, it was. I had to check out at 11 to watch John Oliver's stand-up comedy show. Yeah, no, I, uh... I turned the volume down and watched stuff on my computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of check back every now and then to see who was wearing what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked a lot of the costumes for it this year. A lot of jackets that looked like they were uh, designed by Andre 3000. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of slick uh, A lot of fun. Slick stuff. I, I love the, 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 uh, the independent delegation. Yeah. Just, just kids from... Uh, Countries that don't exist anymore? Yeah, it was uh, three people from, like, a country that got absorbed back into the Netherlands, like, from some tiny little European principality that had, like, 40 people. Well, the Netherlands had a whole bunch of uh, island holdings. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Now the Netherlands has is made up of, like, four territories, but they used to have more, and some of them are gone independent or just dissolved. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one kid from, like, he was from Sudan or something? Yeah, and he refused to compete for that team because... Uh, they, they murdered his family? Yeah, the government killed his entire family. Yeah, so... And they were fun, man. They were just, like, busted out, yeah. started dancing, like, yeah, we're crazy. Yeah, everyone else was walking down that parade, like, smiling, waving, maybe smiling at each other, like, wow, we really made it. This is so humbling. These kids were running down that track, just, like, dancing with each other, like, fuck yeah, anarchy! Yeah, a, a young man from the sedan, and these, like, three just beautiful, like, young Dutch people, just like, woo! Yeah. Crazy. They were just high-fiving and doing, you know, little twirls and shit, and it was just like, yes, a world beyond nations. They Actually, yeah, they are post-nationalism. They're ready for space. Yeah. So, look to them for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they seem pretty happy. And it was, uh, there was a big, like, musical montage of, like, uh, English stuff. There was no Spice Girls, which I thought was weird, but I we did see really David Beckham in a yeah. speedboat. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> hoping for some Spice Girls for, like, no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah. I mean, I don't actually want to hear the Spice Girls. I wouldn't have enjoyed that, but I wanted to see them anyway. I, it's just weird that they got left out. They put Prodigy in, okay? Prodigy yeah. had, like, one hit. I, I not think, that I dislike Prodigy, but... I think they were bigger over there. I, <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but they like, still played the one song we knew. Well, so. they knew who was going to be watching. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, you know... Oh, but there was a Mr. Bean sketch. There was a Mr. Bean. I, l- I love you. Got to love the Black Adder, fucking yeah. Rowan Atkinson. But that was clearly yeah. Mr. Bean character, right in the middle of Chariots of Fire. Mr. Bean, he gets uh, he gets a lot of flack in the U.S. for making a bad movie, but his his show was good. Yes, he was. A, he is a he is an enjoyable physical comedian. His face conveys boredom very well. Yeah, yes. yes. I like Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, no, I I approve of the work of Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, playing the very repetitive synthesizer part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give give it up for the black addict. Yeah, Yeah. and that's the thing, though. With him on there, it was, uh, it was all, it was a sketch starring basically one man. Yeah. The crowd in the stands at that stadium... 
They didn't see that. They had to look up at the screen. Well, if there was a screen, I assume there there's was. There's always screens in big stadium shows. Yeah. I'm sure there was a screen they could look up at. Well, and there were a lot of British people there. British people know who Rowan Atkinson is. See, the thing is, I'm sure a lot of the international audience had no idea what was going on. They were just like, wow, that that, that keyboard player sure has weird uh, eyeballs. Well, I watched PBS reruns of British shows in the 90s, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but... But, indeed, but, that, so, that yeah. was, like, one of the, uh, one of the highlights because uh, Matt Lauer kept his mouth shut for most of it. And then at the end, it was like, oh, by the way, if that fellow didn't look familiar, don't worry. You have to be British to know who Mr. Bean is. Fuck you, Matt Lauer. You are expendable. Worst host in the world. If you had said nothing, I would have taken exactly as much away from the ceremony as if you had said something. I can name a hundred hosts more qualified than Matt Lauer. Where was Anderson Cooper? Where was Anderson? He was on CNN. They're not affiliated with NBC. So? Hire him for the night. You think he's going to say no? Yeah, CNN won't let me? No, yeah. I'd be like, that sounds like fun. Yeah, at the beginning of the show, uh, Bob Costas was talking to Tom Brokaw for no reason. Just, hey, this is somebody we've got nearby who who's, you know, important. You know what? What's Tom Brokaw doing these days? The news? No. Okay, call Tom Brokaw. Be like, hey, Tom, we need some gravitas. No, no, yeah, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw's too at it. He'll just spend the whole time talking about how the greatest generation was better. It's we know. No, Well, no. that's important to British history. No, no, NBC. NBC has a lot of people, okay? Okay, they could have gotten Rachel Maddow to host this shit. Tell me that wouldn't have been awesome. She would have been mean, but it would have been funny. It would have been better. It would. I bet Rachel yeah. Maddow knows a fuck of a lot more about what's going on. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> hearing like Bob Costas and Matt Lauer when the uh, when the delegation from Pakistan came by and they said they actually said, you know, this is a country that uh, a lot of world leaders like to keep their eye on, but you should be keeping your eye on their soccer team." And I'm like, "Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you!" <laughs> I watched a soccer match this morning. You, you, I watched, yeah, I watched the the women's the the, the uh, women's soccer match uh, between Sweden and Japan. They played for ninety minutes, no points. Who got medals? They no no medals. They just said, "Oh, we're going to do it again in a couple days." That's inconclusive. <laughs> it really is. It I demand closure. It was. It was. I don't know. Ah, this is going to bug me. Yeah, but then I watched I watched a volleyball match. Between uh, 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 the U.S. and South Korea, and it was very good. They scored lots and lots of points. All right. And uh, the yeah. Speaking of adding up points, we still have not rolled a topic. We should do that. We should we do should that. Do that because on Breakfast with the Beak, we talk about topics you send in. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's fucking do this right now. All right, let's. We should do that. Okay, that is actually really small. That's a five. Okay, what's topic number five, Johnny? Topic number five is ass to mouth. Will you like it? Submitted by Greg in Brooklyn. <laughs> what? Greg. Greg. I don't want people to think Greg just sends horrible topics. I mean, he is the one who sent us the topic a couple weeks ago about... Uh, uh, oh, Porn in 40s. Porn in 40s. Yeah, that he's the one who had us talking about porn. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Greg did send us uh, the, the White Holes topic, one of our best yeah. astrophysics discussions. Yeah. This week, asked to mouth. Do will you, you like will it? Will you like it? No. I, giving or receiving? I mean... I think he means receiving or giving. Ask, I don't know. Ask to mouth... No one knows. For people know. who don't know, it involves having anal sex and then taking the penis from the anus and putting it into the person's mouth. Um, and 
I on either side, I'm really not a fan. Yeah, no. My answer is double no. I don't want to be on either end of that, really. So, will if, you? If that's your thing, that's fine. But yeah. so some people are into it, but most people no. No, I think. Yeah, and he's asking us, and my answer is no. Yeah, no. I'm I'm gonna have to agree with that. I I also am not interested in ass to mouth. If that was an offer, no, thank you. There we go. There's yeah. there's this week's topic. I'm done talking about that. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that, that we put it off for a little while, because, yeah. um, no, that's, that's that's one of the worst topics we've ever seen. It really is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I yeah. mean, we've gotten some, some topics over the over the time doing this show that uh, they haven't been great, but we made gold out of them. Yeah. I really don't feel like making gold out of ass-to-mouth. No. No. You know who is having some fun sex, though? At the Olympic Village? Oh, yeah. I, I saw this piece the other day. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently there's just crazy sex going on at the Olympic Village, which makes sense. These are some of the most athletically fit, energetic, uh, 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 healthy, <laughs> healthy, um, not chain-smoking, not drinking, you know, a gallon of coffee every day. They have... Some very impressive stamina. Yeah. These, these just beautiful young people from all over the world in a bunch of tents getting ready for the, you know, competition of their lives. Many of them having lived in isolation for the last couple of years while they trained. By all means, fuck each other's brains out. That sounds like fun. Yeah, go for it, Olympians. Really, if if they didn't all have, you know, further athletic careers to think about, yeah. some fascinating babies. From the Olympic Village. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like the best of the best of, of athletes from all nations of the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. until next week, Olympians, make some super babies. Fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and yeah. super babies, don't enslave us, please. Well, again, if they're benign. <laughs> This has been a production of the Beat Podcasting Network. Visit thebeat.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.